Welcome everyone. So excited to bring you this episode. So this week on the show, I had the pleasure to sit down with Nathan Schwartz and Natalie Jury. I'm probably butchering her name. I'm so sorry, Nat. That was the longest podcast I ever fucking recorded on my own. And that was beautiful. Like, uh, when Pat and I are sitting down, usually, like, we we were sitting down and we were could talk forever. Oh, sorry about this. But we were... That felt the same way. Nathan and Nat are doing incredible, incredible work in the nutritional or nutrition field. So you got to check them out. Please enjoy this conversation. That goes for an hour and 51 minutes. So please enjoy the show. This was an amazing conversation I had. It was bonkers. So without further ado. Honestly, I don't know how to do this. I just press record and I hope for the best. You know, I see the record button. So, hey, you know, here we go. So now the only thing we got to do now is since how do we want to, how do we want to introduce ourselves? Like, what do we want to title this? Like, you know. Let's talk, Natalie, let's like, let's put face, like, not, not faces, but like the noise recognizing the voices, or I guess, which noise is going to be which voices? What do you mean? So like, my name is Pat. This is my voice. Oh, I gotcha. And then, so, I don't know, man. Okay, I, and I'm Natalie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm Nate. So I think we just like, I think we're just introduce our like, We'll just introduce ourselves and then we'll just say, hey, we're just going to have a good conversation and we'll just go from there. So from my understanding, this is converted to audio, correct? Yes, also. Okay, okay. So it's video and audio. Okay, cool. I just wanted to, okay. That's like, I, like when I created my podcast, I was like, me and my buddy are co-hosting a podcast together called Mm -hmm. the Double Patty Podcast. And we just have conversation. He is like, very similar to you, Natalie. He's very, uh, has the system in place, understands really well the internet, really understands software, and he's great. Pat, if you're listening to what I'm saying here, you're the man, dude. And like when I, he's like, Pat, like you should really have one in like in the fitness industry talking about your craft and all this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Press record. And I'm like, oh, I got to talk about some stuff now. You actually have to have a conversation. It's funny. It's funny how that works. We're all three just gonna yell at the internet for the next God knows how long. Yeah, exactly. But I'm actually really pumped about this conversation because nutrition, right? Yeah. Yes. What a loaded topic. It, it is so oh, yeah. unreal, right? Like, what's your background? So let's start with this. So Nate, what's how come you got to nutrition? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a great question. So, you know, I'm Nathan, I'm a personal trainer, PS level one coach and um, a dietitian. And my background really started when I was in high school, you know, I was that skinny kid that weighed like, I think maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet. And long story short on that one was when I was in high, I, when I was in junior high, they were like, you're going to play the line. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, I think I'm 115 pounds with pads on maybe like, oh no, you'll be fine. And so it was one of those deals that I, I ended up starting and playing, but I was like, like, I'm going to pro I was going to do this. I'm like, well, I got to actually figure out how to put on muscle. So at the time I had a, I had a really good strength and conditioning coach who was also the wrestling coach. He's like, yeah, like that's just, 
have you just start eating and just eating and eating. So literally I just was like eating everything under the sun, not really understanding how nutrition worked, but I was like, okay, well, obviously this is going to work. I just need to eat everything in sight. So then when I got into my freshman year of high school, I was like, I got to take this a little bit more serious because there's no way that I'm going to be able to continue playing at a high level if I didn't understand nutrition. So I literally was that kid that literally would like memorize all the nutrition facts. And I was like, this is this many grams of protein and this is how many calories it has. And like, and so the funny story with that was, is people would ask me in like class, like, well, how many grams of protein is this? How many calories? I literally memorized a stupid amount of nutritional fact information. Cause like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And I was like, protein, protein, protein. That was all I cared about was like eating as much protein as I could. And so just through my passion of that and really seeing that, okay, if I actually did follow what he told me to do, I like, I ended up putting on like 15 pounds in, in a wrestling season and going through wrestling and gaining weight is damn near impossible. So I was pretty much eating all around the clock. So I learned, okay, this nutrition is super, super powerful. So then fast forward into, into college, you know, one of the biggest reasons I got other than just wanting to know that I was like, dude, like I wanted the girl, I wanted to impress the girls. Right. Like I was the guy that thought like, Hey, no, one's going to want to like date a guy who's got like freaking pencil as a pencil neck or have like these tiny arms. So like, I was like, I got to pump the iron for the chicks too. So like, it was kind of a dual purpose. Like I wanted to be good in sports, but I also wanted to attract females too. And so I was very actually self-conscious to be honest with the way that I looked in high school. So when I went into college, I was like, oh yeah, someone said this dietetics thing. I was like, well, what the heck is that? And she's like, well, it's about nutrition. And like, after that, I quit listening. I was like, yeah, I'm all in. And so I went, and so I went into, into college and, uh, same concept. I fell off of following what my coach told me in high school. Like I quit, I wasn't eating very much. So I was, I couldn't gain weight. So I was like, I was going to the gym, training six days a week, doing two and a half hour a day workouts. I was just throwing stupid stuff together. Like, oh yeah, I think I'll do this like a long workout program and kill myself. And I was like, why wasn't I getting the results that I was looking for? It was because my nutrition wasn't in check. So then once I started tracking my intake and understanding more about nutrition, yet again, I gained a whole bunch of weight and put on a ton of muscle. It seemed like 10 pounds, but it probably wasn't. It just, I got real big, real quick. So I always, have, I always like to say, I put on 10 pounds of muscle, but I know that w- that's a hundred percent not true. But then I really understood the whole power of nutrition. And then going through that, I real I was that person was like clean eating. Like you can't, you can only eat clean foods and really what the heck is clean foods? Like, let's be real. Like you can ask how many people and it's like, well, I eat this. It's not this. It's really just not eating the processed food. So I literally was that kid that like that person in college that was like, nope, not going to touch the cookie, not going to touch this because I was so f- afraid that it was going to kill the ga- my gains, even though I knew better. Like I had the education and I knew better. And then I, once I finally got into this whole flexible dieting mindset, I was like, okay, like this is powerful, like everything in moderation. So I really switched gears into having more of the philosophy of everything in moderation. And then here I am today with my um, own fitness and nutrition coaching business and also a personal trainer and mentoring other RDs and stuff like that. So I'm very passionate about what I do because I've just seen the, the powerful effect nutrition has on people's lives in terms of helping them lose weight or just in terms of just performing better and just feeling better. Because I think at the end of the day, we put way too many rules on nutrition. So I'm kind of out there to try to squash all of the misinformation and help people understand that like you can reach your fitness goals and nutrition goals 
without these extreme dieting measures and making it where it fits your lifestyle, not following these arbitrary information that we read on the internet because someone lost 30 pounds on keto. Well, anyone can lose 30 pounds on keto if you don't eat anything, <laughs> you know? So, and that's yeah. kind of where I am now. Nice. That's awesome. What about you, Natalie? Okay. So my story is a little different to Nate. I was never into the whole like sports athletic stuff. No, I did gymnastics for a while. I did some tape. Oh there. shit. But that was it. <laughs> um, Cause I but, think gymnastics background are so cool. Honestly, I think I loved it. I love gymnastics and taekwondo. Those were my favorite sports and, and badminton, but um, not really super, you know, focused on all that stuff in school. For me, I was really into like just food and cooking. Like I would always watch cooking shows, like anything food related. I would watch food science, anything food science experiments. Loved it. And I also loved like our gut. So I had this like digestive system book I would read like a bible every single day when I was in eighth grade it was crazy like it's now torn apart but yeah so that is when like my interest in nutrition started but I always thought I would go into medicine because I was really ambitious and I always wanted to be a doctor but no plans have changed so um I got to 12th grade and I'm just like well I still want to go to med school but I don't know if I want to really yet so I found um, the Iowa State University program where you can uh, do nutritional science. I'm like, yes, food, duh. And you do pre-med at the same time. Oh, cool. So perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. So yeah, like two years into my nutritional science degree for my undergrad, I was just loving the, like, the food science um, you know, aspect of my <laughs> degree. And I'm like, okay, maybe medicine is not for me. Let's see if we have any other options. So I spoke to my advisor and the same thing. She, my advisor, uh, Mickey Deaton, and I was saying she's awesome. She's like, look into dietetics. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is dietetics? I don't know. So I looked it up um, and I saw this something about registered dietitians. I'm like, huh, I did see that registered dietitian when I was in 11th grade. Didn't really like you know, pop into my mind then. And then I was like, wow, I really enjoyed, you know, like seeing the dietitian and working with her um, back then. I'm like, let me see, look into this further. And then I did in the summer of 20, 2016, I went to Jordan. I shadowed the dietitians and doctors and I was just like to see, okay, where, where should my path go? And I was really into like the dietetics. I'm like, huh, I want to go in dietetics. So I just stick to my nutritional science degree and I added um, the dietetics degree. And then last but not least, when you graduated, did my internship with Nate actually. And oh, cool. uh, yeah, and now I'm a registered dietitian. So yeah, I love what I'm doing, but right now I've kind of shifted my gears and I'm doing um, my master's of science in healthcare management. Nice, congrats. Thank you. So yeah, but I'm still, you know, working, um, just on the side on my own dietetic stuff nutrition stuff trying to incorporate that into my degree as well so it it's all handy and it's weird right because like it, nutrition has so much like aspects of how to get tailored in right mm -hmm. like i think about nate like protein i just think about that like commercial that was airing on on tv with like all those bodybuilders like protein 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 right, right. and then there's like the other aspect is like more like cooking and like actually presenting food or like this idea of uh having food a bit more personable instead of performance right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like i think it's really cool that you both work together 
and you you get to see both end, like ends of the spectrum for both ends right I think it's really cool yeah yeah for sure I mean I love the culinary side and I love like the food science um and the like food is is medicine so I like to look at the medical benefits of food as well and I think that's how Nate and I's work kind of tie together in a way too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's very true. And, you know, like kind of, we did our internship together and took a class together and I, we have a lot of the same like values and stuff like that. I know coming back to food is medicine. And, you know, the other thing that I specialize in as a dietitian is weight loss is helping people have sustainable weight loss. And one of my biggest marketing ploys is that like, when you're done working with me, whatever your weight loss goal is, you will make your maintain that forever because I put in the skills, the systems and the skills that you need to be successful. So you know, when Natalie was talking about food as medicine, it's just like, it's so, it's so true because I think, you know, we look at today's, the medical field and I don't mean to talk bad about it, but I think that. Yes, let's go. Let's go on this route. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's in the medical field, you're probably going to hate me for this, but I'm going to on apology say it, but I think what it really comes down to is I think we're using pills we're becoming so dependent on pills and it's not the fault of the doctor. Like I don't fault doctors for prescribing acts because the doctor is only doing what the doctor knows how to do. And the doctor understands, you know, medicine. But I think what we really fall short on is the fact of like, why don't we have doctors and I'm going to call them out. Why don't we have doctors referring them to dietitians and being like, Hey, why don't you go see a dietitian? Like, Hey, your cholesterol is high. Like how about instead of putting you on a statin, why don't we just see if we can manage it? with nutrition and diet before we even consider a statin if it's something that we can do but i think the doctor's like oh no we just got to put them on a statin and leave them on there and send them on their way which i think is selling them so short because it's like okay cool you're gonna have them go on a on a statin and those are going to have side effects like i don't care what anybody says medicine has side effects the one thing about nutrition in terms of from like the functional medicine perspective is there are no side effects other than just being healthier and having more energy and being able to play with your kids or perform better in the gym or insert whatever you're trying to do from a, just being a basic human being by intaking different foods or by optimizing your nutrition that fits your lifestyle, you're just going to be a more functioning human being. And you're not going to be stuck into these pills. Cause I hate, I always tell people that like hiring a dietitian and and paying is going to be way cheaper than paying for God knows how many medications people are on. Like I, I work with some clients. I'm like, how are you on like 10 different medications? And like, they tell me the prices of them. I'm like, yeah, so cause you, you guys are in the States too, right? So it's different medical system compared to Canada. Yeah. Now, it's by the way, different, <laughs> different, different countries. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I, I always forget you're in Canada and I don't know why, but yeah, cause you know, come on, I'm so personable, man. I say sorry at every like four, four words. Dude, that's true. And you don't say a, so, you know, there, yeah. there's, there's that. And you don't have that Canadian accent. So I think it's that's because I'm awesome. French. I'm so French. That's why you really, yeah, I'm mega French, man. <laughs> so, but you know, it's, it's so expensive, like medication. It's like some, someone was telling me the other day, like their medication was like $300 and that's just for one of them. It's like, so you're telling me that you're going to pay like over like a thousand dollars a month for you know, medications, but I ask somebody to charge, I charge someone $500 a month and, and the people just flip the table on me. Like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you're going to charge that much. It's like, but I'm giving you a skill set and a tool that you're going to use for the rest of your life. And you're not going to have any side effects and you're going to be a better, healthy human being. 
and you're going to feel more confident in your skin. You're going to have more energy, whatever the case may be. Dietitians, we can provide that to you. That's, you know, medicine can't do that. Now, medicine's going to make you feel better. There's, I'm not sitting here saying that if you take X drug that you're not going to feel better, but it's going to come at a cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to also keep in mind, like, as you're saying, Nate, why aren't doctors, you know, referring um, patients to dietitians? And we also need to keep in mind, like in Canada and the US, the healthcare system is so different. Policies ba- play such a big role. Like this is something new that I'm learning right now in my degree. I'm like policy. Policy really influences everything that's happening in the healthcare system and people's health. And another thing, um, which is like been in the recent years since I don't know, maybe 2017 or earlier, there has been an overprescription of drugs um, from doctors just because it's all due to policy. And I think like us talking right now are kind of like being advocates and like getting people to like shift their minds into like, hey, 100%, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. It's funny because like, I, I, I do work as a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And like the first thing I'm going to prescribe someone, it's like go for a walk. Like, exactly especially in the situation right now in Ontario right now, we're currently in a full lockdown stay at home order still. Mm-hmm. And people are coming in and we're like, Oh, my back's hurting, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're sitting down on your computer for eight hours. Why are you here and laid down for another hour? Go for a walk. Exactly. Like, you don't need a massage. Go for a walk, get outdoor, do something else. Like stop laying down. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. and that's the idea. Right. I think in, having that conversation from like from the nutritional standpoint and me like from kind of a clinical standpoint i don't know if i can like according to the letters beside my name i'm a clinician but i don't i'm like very far from that i guess from a professional standpoint or like it's and then that's the thing right like i think people look watch at the matrix in the 1990s in the 90s and we're like oh let's just give pills to everyone and be like okay keanu reeves everyone let's just build those (laughs) Like but, easy, fast solution. Swallow that pill, okay, you'll feel better. But it's very short term. And especially with this COVID pandemic, we're all stuck at home. So we're moving way less, which is also another huge influence. I'm pretty sure you saw so many patients now, right, um, Patrick? Oh, yeah. Like it's, it, and it's, that's the weird thing, right? Like I'm, I'm very fortunate that like Nate and I met through like the prescript uh, labs, and it was just like, those thoughts of like, oh, a lot of the issues right now are just due to the fact, the fact that like people aren't, aren't moving as much as they were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so true. And I, I think, I think you're selling yourself short of, of, you know, saying you're not a clinician because I think, you know, as a dietitian, I look more of like our biofeedback scale and how much that plays into nutrition stress and our sleep and our hunger patterns. You know, one of the things I think that you do that I'm never going to be able to do is, you know, you can put your hands on somebody and actually have them relieve the stress and stress has such a huge impact of everybody's life. Like, I mean, I worked with, I've worked with clients that stress eat. The reason they couldn't lose weight had nothing to do with the fact that they were not eating the right things. It's just, they were eating too much of a certain thing because they were stressed. So what they were doing was like, oh, okay, well I'm stressed. I'm going to go have the can of soda or insert the food. And they do that multiple times a day. So, you know, them getting a massage, honestly, is an yeah. anchor. So what I do as an anchor for anyone that's, that's listening that doesn't know what that is, is it's just replacing a behavior with another behavior, a positive behavior. So like, 
you know, I've recommended clients like go get a massage, like 30 minutes and you feel great. Like I get them every once in a while. It's like, holy crap. Like I should do this more often. But I think we're, I think your role is very underrated in terms of the fact that you not only help people perform better in the gym, but you also help people relieve stress. And I think especially now in COVID like stress, I think is just running so high because yet again, we're at home all the time. We see our kids all the time. We probably see our spouses all the time or a significant other or whatever. And it's like, just get away from me and not in a bad way, but like you can only tolerate people for so long. So I think, I think you're selling yourself short there. Oh, hundred percent. I am. Cause like, I think, I think we we're everyone in the field are selling themselves short of what, what they're doing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. cause like oh, we understand, right. We, we understand how to do our job really well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I like for for sure like I'm selling myself short because like I could, and especially massage therapy in these in these days right works so well for like control of stress and everything and I think people are coming in regardless of the service they're going for it's like I need to like I need this now kind mm-hmm. of idea they don't they're not willing to invest in the process of things because you get a pill yeah the amount of the amount of people. Um, What's that sleeping pill that people are taking? That could be sleep, that, uh, whatever it is. I don't, melanin, melatonin? Melatonin. Melatonin, yeah. Melanin is a skin. Um, with the sunny weather we have here, like I got to put some SPF a lot. Um, it's, they're taking that, could be THC, could be CBD, could be whatever, but it's just like, how about just going for a walk or like coming for a massage and like we'll, we'll work the tension of the neck, the typical like, I'm holding my stress up my neck or, and it's like, I think, I think people have a very poor dashboard of understanding. Right. Oh, I, I agree hundred percent. So that, that was my analogy today. I was talking with someone, I think like, like in your car, we always pay attention to the dashboard. Is the engine hot or cold? We see the rev cycle. If you're driving standard or automatic, but as soon as there's an engine light, there's a problem. And then it's like, okay, I got to do a decision right now. And it's the first answer. It goes to the mechanic. The mechanic's going to do the job. I'm going to leave. And our, I feel like our medical system is very, very similar. People are going to come to me and be like, hey, I'm stressed. Do something. I'm like, oh, I'll do something, but you'll be back soon. So I think it's a, there's a lack of empowerment from our medical professionals to like understand what the situation is actually. Oh, I, I agree. And I think, and maybe Natalie can speak more to this because she's got policy, but just from an outsider looking in, I think, you know, and I'm not here to discount doctors or any of the medical oh, we're staff. Not, we're not. We're just but I think it's, I mean, they're definitely all way smarter than us, all three combined. I mean, oh. this is be real. Doctors are very intelligent human beings. But I think at the end of the day, like Natalie said, there's so many policies. And yet again, I think on medical system, and it, it, I don't know how you fix it, but you look at insurance, like how insurance oh. is is you take because yet again the insurance is going to dictate the care right like there's a lot of things dietitians can't get covered even though we know like i know for a fact that i if you give me a client for a year i'll i'll put my entire savings on the line that if you pay me six grand for entire year i'll change your life and you will never you're never ever have to do some of the things that you have had to do before but there's no way i'm gonna be like hey go to the insurance company hey i need you to reimburse me for six thousand dollars i'm gonna have this person lose 50 pounds she's gonna feel better not be as stressed probably not take as many medications they're gonna look at me and be like no that's six grand 
so I think in terms of policies, I think doctors don't, and yet again, doctors get pigeonholed because if they don't prescribe, let's say a pain med and this client goes and does something, it's the doctor's fault. And so it sucks. I think it sucks to be a doctor in, in today's age because they got to follow all these rules and they don't get time to ask the questions. Like they get 15 minutes and they're already ready to go out the door because yet again, they got to see another patient. It becomes this really wonky business model of it's just turning and burning people and they don't care, but doctors really do care, but they just got a really crappy set of rules. And now you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I mean, like again, every, every state, every country has different policies and different systems. So like, it really depends on how doctors work with that system. Right. And as you said, insurance also plays a big role, like in reimbursement for services for dietitians are not the same. And also from, yeah, exactly. And massage therapists, it's not the same as like, yeah. doctors, you I, know, I had such a hard time, like, sorry, cutting you off on this one, but like, yeah. I, as a personal trainer, I started as a personal trainer. I was like, I'm not making good money here. Like I'm living at mom and dad, like, thanks mom. Thanks dad for all the rent free life. But I was barely paying triple digits at the end of the week. And then I end up working in a physio clinic as an assistant. And then I was seeing the amount of money coming in and out from like physios and massage therapists. I'm like, insurance. Mm-hmm. And then now I, I do massage therapy, but I try to bring, more from my personal training background to that hey like this is how you get strong and you like working myself out of business because i want to give them a set of tools so they could go out and do their own thing but yeah insurance is leading the world right now right exactly and, and I really, go ahead Nelly. oh no i was just gonna say like i really like how you bring your personal trainer background to your uh, current profession as a massage therapist i think that's really great incorporating both of them together yeah i looked at like the the commitment per se of like when I was at that point when I was like oh physio school or massage school and I was like oh I need a bachelor's degree sorry mom I'm not going to university I'm not made for this (laughs) massage school here we go (laughs) but it's still you know and I I think but I think too like what I think your clients probably appreciate and yet again I do the same thing in my business like I'm going to work with you for six to nine months. And if you want to still work with me for the accountability piece, awesome. You can keep paying me. But yet again, my goal is to get you to not work with me forever because we want to give you the skills and the tool sets to be successful. But I think at the end of the day, I think what sets you apart is that they know that if you say, I need to see you for the next four months, they can trust that you're not going to take their wallet for a ride. Yeah. So like, I I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Like I had a new client today. And I was just saying that to them, like, hey, we have two choices here. My, and I'm going to tell you, my goal is not to see you again. I want to see you crushing some lifts or crushing some hikes on Instagram instead of you being in my office. But if you want to come back here once every four weeks or once a week, I like money. Keep showing up. We have a choice. <laughs> It's either you trust me for a component of time. And like, mind you, I keep like, I seeing, especially in these time, right? I see a couple of people that are, um, that are seeing or seeing each other every four weeks due to injuries and what's, what's not. But I'm like, the goal is not to see you anymore. Like the goal is to see you once every two months. Cause mm-hmm. like we go, depending on like the benefits package of the client or what's, what's not. Cause this is something I look at 
and the fact that like, hey, let's try to guess our best bang for our buck for whatever your job is giving you. Because it's still, I understand it's still a pretty expensive service, but I'm also like, hey, this is the training program you got to follow if you want to get better. Take it. Exactly. The goal is not to bring them back. The goal is for them to get better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because one of our questions, and we actually having a really good discussion before we popped on here, was how often should you get a massage? And I know that's a loaded question, but really, how often should you? So I don't want to go with like, we've been, so this week, I'm going to start with this, it depends. (laughs) And like this week, Nathan and I in the the lab, like it depends. So I think like when a lot of people is going to say it depends on the situation, but I don't think it's the right answer here. I think people should get massaged. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's the same relationship with anything. I think people need to understand what is the power of the modality. Yeah. Right? So if you're having, per se, a CEO of someone's business has, has four kids, like the guy is stressed to a T, show up every week, homie. I'll, do, I'll try to make sure you're able to like live your weekend with everything going on. Mm-hmm. But um, so, so there's two people... Like there's the CEO, people are having a bit more stressful jobs. Then those people, I try to like get them a bit more regularly because the amount of stress they're in. But mm-hmm. the side thing, the other thing is if they're very, very active, I'm telling them like, hey, don't come to see me. You're doing already the good thing because the lymphatic system does a really good job with movement, right? Mm-hmm. And I like lymphatic system is very, very far behind when with my education, but movement does a lot of good things for our body and then if we're able to create movement all the time regeneration recovery gets better so i think i'm aiming every two months for a massage i guess because like i think i don't i don't believe that people shouldn't be in all the time right well do you have well i know now with the pandemic and i let's i'm gonna be honest like i don't go for a massage um well here anyway but what are like kind of massage techniques you can do at home like do you have any special oh my favorite foam rollers are a huge thing and all those like uh those things with like have spikes in the yeah the the lacrosse so so i think we got to keep it at three big component points right for like home Mm -hmm. massage like the first one i think would be like the temples and the jaw Mm -hmm. just because like if we're getting too low of stress, like headaches are a very common thing. And then the TMJ, like if we're able to take care of our TMJ, well, less stress on the, on the jaw, that means you could open the jaw a bit better, which feels less, less stress on the temporals. So like self-massage the temporals or the like TMJ, pretty decent. And I kind of like also like rolling your, your, your feet under a lacrosse ball mm-hmm. or putting your feet up against the wall. Again, okay. yeah. I, I'm very, very different than like most massage therapists that are going to be like, all oh, those techniques they're doing and all that. I'm like, I think we, we got to like double down on the approach of movement as a modality. Mm-hmm. So like if we have a client, like in Sudbury, we have a lot of minds. And then now we're sitting a lot with due to the pandemic. I'm like, put your feet up when you're done your day. That's Just put good. your feet up. That's good. Put it up there. Put it off your desk. Perfect. Yeah. Put it against, like, so lay on, the, lay on your back, watch your TV screen or whatever, put the feet above the heart, and then that's going to do a really good job. That's awesome. I'll try and, that. And, yeah, that's, that's really good. I think what I like about the, you know, the way you address that question is it sounds like to me when it comes to 
you know, people that are listening at home, it sounds like really, really it comes to massage therapy, the less you don't want, you don't want to see them very often. But what the difference would be is if you're working with like, what if you have someone just very high stress? So like you said, with the CEO, would you then recommend like once weekly massages if you just have a very high stress individual and would that actually be beneficial? So, so when we were, when I was in school at, at one point, I was like, we we're getting massage pretty much every day, which mm-hmm. was wild. And like, I felt good. I felt mobile, but, and I felt very stressed. So like all the time I was just getting like a 30 minute massage around my neck and that felt good. So I think you, you could play also with the, the amount of time you could get a treatment. Mm-hmm. So like, um, some folks, there's a 30 minute treatment massage that I'm working with right now that I'm seeing weekly. Like I have a client who's dealing with a lot of like severe headaches mm-hmm. and I'm seeing him every like once a week or once every two weeks currently just the amount of time he's passing at his in front of his computer. Yep. And we're seeing him, I'm seeing him for like 15 to 30 minutes. And then it's just like to decrease some of the tension he may have on the neck uh, due to the fact of like, pot, I don't want to use posture, but the fact of like the desks, the, the classic desks position so we're working on the neck trying to open up a bit more of the shoulder blades and decrease the pressure on the shoulder mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like and i think that's like that's a weird like for me for those higher stress position or higher stress individual like you don't need to put an hour treatment like i think the hour treatment or the 45 to 60 minute treatment is a very luxurious thing so i think if you have that 45 to an hour treatment, I think you could make that effect last longer. Mm-hmm. So you could, like, if you're seeing those type of treatments, you could see it every, every month or every, uh, every month and a half, two months. But if you're able to, like, get a 15 to 30-minute treatment, get the neck done, I think it's very, like, I'm going to go in quotation here, like, chiropractic-esque of, like, that classic treatment, okay, snap, crackle, pop, onto the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just do the, the fact that like the hammer is still smashing on the nail right i like yeah, that makes sense right i this is kind of my my thoughts with it but as soon as like that client school is finishing in like four weeks i think i believe like i'm gonna see him probably once during the summer and i'm like i'm very happy and looking forward to that nice nice oh, yeah as you said like you know, even time is valuable for those highly, everyone really, time yeah. is very valuable. So just like getting that 15, 30 minute massage can make a really big difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. It goes also same in as dietitians, we always like to talk about being more mindful or like those intuitive eating practices, like take the time, you know, ease that stress, enjoy what you have in front of you in terms of your food. And yeah, that also helps as well. With that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing, like, I have a question for you guys about this, because, like, as an athlete myself, like, oftentimes, like, food is just, like, what's the best food on the go? Mm-hmm. That's one question I forgot to write down. I'm, like, sometimes I'm taking you for a spin over here, Natalie. Sorry about that. <laughs> She's, like, that was not on the script. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, this guy is my, my planning my management brain is going crazy no no it's fine <laughs> no so you know so you're saying like what's the best foods that that you're gonna have on the go yeah yeah Other okay than like being preppers or like prep yeah mm-hmm. so honestly so what i like to do so as i'm working as a personal trainer is like sometimes i got clients stacked from five in the morning till noon straight and i don't have a break 
And so to get some good nutrition, or even if I'm training like a protein shake, I know a lot of people like, I have yet to figure out why people think protein shakes are, are a crutch. It doesn't make sense to me. Cause I'm just like, so you can put some milk and get some calcium and a little bit of very, a little bit of vitamin D and, and, and all the stuff that comes with milk, but then you can get the protein that's got 25 grams of protein. So you can get 32 grams of protein in like a minute. And it's super convenient because you can literally put it in a thing like this. So like literally you could take like a water bottle and another one and uh, there, there you go. And it takes like, I don't know, I can get up in the morning before I go to the, before I head off to work as a personal trainer, it, I have it ready to go in like a minute. And so I think people are looking at it as, oh, it's a supplement. It's like, well, well, of course it's a supplement. But at the end of the day, it's still a macronutrient. I, and your body doesn't care if you get it from protein powder or if you get it from milk or if you get it from anything in it, it, it a very generalized term, right? It's like, because <laughs> it opens up the can of worms like, oh, hold on a second. Like we got the complete amino acid profile. No, at the very simplistic level, like just get the protein in. Like I think people get so hung up on like, oh no, like I should have like a little bit of this protein, a little bit of this protein because they complement each other. It's like, well, you're missing the big picture. Like, if you, let's say, Pat, you need, I don't know, how much do you weigh? Uh, 247 today. Okay, cool. So we're just going to do some quick math. You probably need 180 grams of protein. If I get that wrong, the internet, please don't crucify me. But let's say Pat needs 180 grams. okay, man. I have like 10 followers here. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're good. And then um, my so mom and my dad are listening to it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so but let's say Pat needs 180 grams of protein. Right. And you come to me and you're like, okay, I I'm, I'm struggling to get it. You know, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm like, okay, well, why don't you just eat one protein shake? Like it's 32 grams of protein. You can bang out in one sitting and you need such a high volume amount of protein because you're, you're, you're lifting heavy things. Like, let's just be real. You're weight training, you're doing massage. Like you're, you're doing a very laborious intensive job, depending on how much you're doing it. So it's like, you need that protein. So for someone to be like, oh, it's cheating. It's like, no, it's not like get your protein in. Like before we can even, I'm a big believer of like, before we ever optimize anything, let's just hit the number. So like, you know, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you're, it's like, it doesn't like, I love what Killian says and it doesn't matter till it matters. It's like, well, I don't really care how you get it. Like, I don't care if you're slamming down five things, five protein shakes a day. Now we're going to have the conversation real fast like that's not an okay way to get it but like hey if you need one protein shake throughout the day to get you to 180 grams i mean that's what i need in a day is 180 i'll be honest with you protein shakes are amazing because i can have one while i'm working i can have one after the gym and if i'm busy and i need to go back to do work it's like i'm writing programs for clients like i can just sit here and chug one and i'm, I'm good to go so like i said like until we can optimize anything, you need to just hit the number for the sake of hitting the number. And then I got to need to give you the concept to get there. So it's like, let's just get you there. Or I'm like, okay, Pat, you're eating like, let's say 60. Okay. Next week, let's go 80. Next week, let's go hundred. Let's just increase the envelope slowly each time. Like I tell my clients, don't feel like you need, if I say you need 180 grams of protein, but you're eating 80, don't feel like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get there? No, let's just inch you up along because like, that's like a, that's almost, that's more than doubling your intake of protein. Like, I mean, that'd be like me saying, Pat, okay, cool. You, uh, you need, you're going to, you want to go on a weight loss diet and you're eating 4,000 calories, but I calculate your needs as needing 2000. 
you are literally going to reach over on the Zoom call and you're going to punch me in the face because I just I'll take a plane ticket. I'll drive through this the border and be like, hey, Nate, we got to talk. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm going to say, okay, Pat, like to lose the weight you need, you need to eat 2,000 calories. I just got fired as a dietitian. I just got fired. Like, no one's going to do that. Or if or if you do follow it, it's not sustainable. I think the biggest problem in with nutrition is the sustainability factor. Like, congratulations, anybody, any coach on the internet or anybody can get you to lose weight, but what coach or what diet, like I'm going to say dietitians can get you to keep it off essentially forever. Like there's a very small number of those. And I I know every single one of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I'll be straight up. I know a lot of people like Natalie would be one of them. And, um, it's the sustainability of the behaviors. Cause we get so focused on what's optimal. It's like, well, why don't we just play in the box that you have? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. What about you and that? Like Nate is all the protein chip. Cause it's very convenient. I really like this because it makes sense. Right. It's just like, there's a two-step process, three-step process. Right. Buy protein powder, have the shaker cup that comes with it, mm-hmm. put water. Okay. So four step and then shake it. Shake it and drink it. That's that would yeah. probably yield milk. Have you ever had a protein shake with water? Yeah, all the time. Cause you do. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm that dude. <laughs> Nate is like judging you really bad. Right no, now. you are that dude. I don't know if we can still be friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, if I'm at home, milk all the time. Perfect. <laughs> Even though I'm lactose intolerant, I'm taking that that L. Okay, that okay. Don't you don't need milk then? Just. Go ahead and have it with water or take know, some. Dude, it's not as good. Yeah. You I'm, take just said, I, I'm just going to take the L and have explosive diarrhea for a night. I'm fine. Dude, just, just do lactate. Just get a lactate pill. Oh, oh no, no. Forget the pills. Lactose free milk. Yeah. There so, comes like, Natalie. Like, <laughs> we, we've, we've now changed to like almond milk home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have like that explosive diarrhea. But if like milk's on sale, <laughs> dude, I'm going milk all day. Are you going chocolate milk or white milk? Chocolate milk, man. Come on. Oh, good. Good. Okay. <laughs> that, extra, that extra calcium, right? <laughs> I um, wish. I wish it worked that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I'm not like about, I'm not the protein powder, protein shakes, protein bars person. So for those listening that are like, kind of like me, um, you know, I work out t- regularly, but I'm not into the, like the whole protein shake stuff. For me, it's just like, for me, my snack on the go, that's a good question. I like to, you know, have like a bunch, like a fruit basket right next to my kitchen and my kitchen is like right next to my door where I exit. So like I grab and go kind of thing. Oh, smart. Yeah. And those, so like having a nice fruit basket or um, prepare, or not even prepare. There's always these like really nice snack packs, like those almonds with some dried fruits in there to go. So you can grab that and like, your pack of I don't know nuts and stuff and just go out and yeah and snack on the go but I really for me I really enjoy you know preparing my food from scratch so preparing really I like a nice sandwich or if I'm in a hurry I'll prepare something the day before even if it's at 12 o'clock at midnight (laughs) oh nice that's awesome that's that's really cool because it's two different aspects right right for me like oftentimes like today I forgot to eat well I didn't forget. I was just like, I'm not going to eat today. I'm going to have coffee this morning. And then I came home and it was five and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't ate today. Right. 
and I see like Nate, you're like, oh my god, I see the I see the knives in both of your eyes right now, Natalie. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's wow. funny, right? So like, pardon? How do you do that, man? Like that's a like you really didn't need anything, like, and then you massage people and lift heavy things, like, dude, uh, more power to you, but there's no way I could do that. I just think. That's the thing, man. Like, oftentimes, but I've been better, like, lately about understanding, like, this. I'm like, because this is one something I want to talk to you guys about. Because mm-hmm. I, I was, like, last year at this time, pandemic hit. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. I read this book called The Obesity Code. Okay. Who, uh, who, who, who's the author on that one? Sorry, we don't have a Jamie in here, but if you follow Joe Rogan, I don't know. I do, and some of his nutrition guys are cringeworthy, but they're yeah, hundred percent. It's like, uh, dude, like I don't know if you should be telling letting people like that's Jason not fun. Ooh, yeah, he's an interesting fella. Like, he really so he, like what? Continue. He, so yeah, very interesting, right? So uh, he wrote the book, uh, and for uh, more diabetic folks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about intermittent fasting. I tried that, and I was like, oh, cool, like this is decent. It's easy for me. Like I don't, I forget to eat all the time. So I'm like, not going to eat. But as soon as I like purposely found that type of dieting or whatever it is, I was just like, I just want to eat now. It's like, don't think about a pink elephant. You only think about a pink elephant. Right. So, so what, what's your thoughts on that book or like, the excess of information out there because like you guys are fighting a constant battle about like blog posts and social media i guess yeah so health misinformation yeah that's a good question so here's how i'm gonna attack it so i always tell people that it's always about perspective right like or sorry excuse me context is king right what is the con what's it con what's the context of the conversation now, intermittent fasting. Now, I've got a couple, I got a couple complaints about intermittent fasting is A, like you just said, like people are like, oh, intermittent fasting is like, and some people literally, nutrition is like a religion. And some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pledge to keto or whatever. And they think, I think these, before I, you keep going, I'm going to go on record and say nutrition is identity. Yes. 100%. I'm going to go on record and say that. And I think people will pledge to these camps and think that these diets are like the second coming of Jesus. And here's why, because like, they oh. get, what? <laughs> I never heard that expression before. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, but it, here's, it, here's why people are like, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever because they're, they literally will pledge to a camp and it doesn't matter. Like what somebody says, like they're never wrong. And it's like, well, they're like, oh, well, like, I saw all these people. Well, you followed everybody on social media that lost a, a crap ton of weight from keto. Now here's, yeah, exactly. Now my, always my question to them is keto, intermittent fasting. Let me see you six months from the end of the intermittent fasting. Cause I can guarantee you, and I'll, 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 I bet a ton of money on this. Let me see in six months. Yeah. Congratulations. You did lose 30 plus pounds, but watch in six months where you're 50 pounds heavier. So did you actually lose the weight or did you actually gain 20 pounds? Cause to me, you didn't really, I mean, yes, by technical definition, and you did lose weight. Yes. You didn't do it in a sustainable fashion. And like you said, with intermittent fasting, like for Pat, I'm just going to be straight up with you, like lifting weights, like as heavy of a lifter as you are like, 
oh. it's the worst thing you can do. Like you're now at the end of the day, here's the other thing we got to put another layer. And this is why I tell people that I don't like that people pledge to certain camps because it's so situationally dependent yes. is, well, I'm going to say, Pat, like if you tell me like, oh, I massage people from nine o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night. And then I train at seven. Well, I'm going to be like, okay, well, we're going to have to eat a big meal in the morning. And then I'm going to be like, okay, can you eat something small before you train? And they're going to have to eat again. So intermittent fasting might work for you. Like doctors, like doctors, again, they're the biggest people that are like, oh my gosh, like intermittent fasting is amazing. Well, dude, you work 12 to 15 hour shifts. Of course it works for you. You eat in the morning, you eat when you go to bed. Like the average individual, the intermittent fasting doesn't take into account in any diet. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to lump it all in doesn't take into account the lifestyle factors of the individual. Like, what do you do, Pat? Like, let's say you're following intermittent fasting. What do you do if you go to your family get together at four o'clock in the afternoon, but your window of eating is from five o'clock in the morning until noon and you can't eat again until nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. What do you do? I don't know, man. I was in a pandemic last year. So <laughs> yeah. But so here's what you, you will yeah, you feel, can, right. You can't, you can't, if you got to feel pressure, it's like, Saying Bingo. to someone, you're like, you're not drinking. 100%. And then they're going to force you to drink. And then what, he, and here's typically what happens. You're going to go to your family function. And what's going to happen is you're going to be like, well, crap, I don't, I want to eat the food. So then you're going to eat the food and then you're going to feel guilty about it because you failed. And then instead of having a respectable portion of, let's say cake or anything, you're not going to just have one piece of cake. Like you're going to, no. you're going to go, you're going to YOLO. And you're like, yep, you only, you only live once. And so you're just going to eat everything. And it's like, well, man, I love how you use cake on this one, man. Like that was the best example. Cause that's what it is. Right. I think that nailed the, that you just nailed the hammer over here. So I think, and then I'll defer the question to Natalie. I'm sorry. I'm sometimes long-winded, but I think what we need to look at too is like, what is the psychology behind our decision-making process? Like nutrition, in my opinion, is not just like numbers, like 2000 calories, 150 grams of protein, X carbs, X fats. It's like, well, what's the psychology behind why they're doing what they're doing? Because it doesn't matter what I give you. If I said, okay, Pat, you're getting 2000 calories, 180 grams of protein. But if you physically can't meet it, then the diet that I prescribe you isn't going to work. So I think what we need to focus on is what lifestyle factors can we do and tailor an intervention in a diet. I like to call it nutrition protocol, but so people understand what I'm talking about around your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'll, I always tell people like, yeah, do I track my intake? hundred percent. Do I follow the flexible dieting mantra? Sure. But do I pledge to it and be like, thank you. I need to pray to my flexible dieting gods. And no, I don't. I'm just like, well, Okay, cool. Like I've just going to follow the parameters and that I've set for myself and stay in my box. But recognizing that when I go to family functions, I'm going to have the piece of cake. So I'm going to make the adjustments necessary to meet my goals. And that's where the biggest missing link of nutrition is the psychological component of why the individual is making the decision that they're making. It's not just macros. It, mm -hmm. I mean, if it was just macros and we, if it was just macros, and I don't like to say talk dogmatic, but I'm just going to, here's a thought. If it was just, just calories in equals calories out, and that was all we cared about, then why do we have people that are 100, 200 pounds overweight? Like, because if it was just calories in equals calories out, 
like, and I just said, Pat, you're getting 2,500 calories and you're going to follow it. Then the obesity epidemic doesn't exist anymore, but it's because it's more psychological. It's stress induced. Why are, is the person making the decision that they're making? And it's based upon misinformation. Mm-hmm. I love how you're like bringing those two points. And then we're going to Natalie where it's all about personable and the psychology mm-hmm. behind it. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. So, you know, um, as you said, Pat, like nutrition is kind of an identity for all of us, right? We all come from different cultures. We all have this diet cultures that, you know, how we were brought up of how we ate and then the social influences around us, what we see on social media, celebrities, um, everyone around us, like really. That show with Zac Efron. Yeah, like, you know, we get together with people. What do we talk about? I'm going to be honest. We talk about food um, and a lot of other things. But food is always kind of one of our conversations that we have. Um, food is a gathering, right? Yes, food brings us together, literally. And um, yeah, so everyone is different and everyone has, everyone's body is different. We all have different hormonal levels because like hormones play a big role. And you're as a girl you're the only person who could say this i mean it's the same for guys too but yeah but if i say hormones i'm gonna get crucified on the internet but natalie says hormones and everything's okay like let's be real (laughs) you get something once a month that's happened that doesn't happen on the male side right exactly like so yes so i'm talking about those hormones but there's also other hormones like you know like ghrelin and so ghrelin is like the you know and um Ghrelin and leptin, wasn't it? Yeah. Good job. Good job. job. I'm like in my master's right now, like, whoa, what just happened right now? (laughs) My my metabolism is gone. Knowledge, but no, it's still there. So basically like those hormones, like appetite stimulating and appetite decreasing hormones. So these are, those hormones really are influenced by our psychology and how we feel and how our stress, like the more we're stressed out or the less we sleep, the more our body wants energy, the more our body just wants to feed ourselves. Like, I don't know, it's a whole psychology, as you said, and everybody's different, but we need to acknowledge that um, since we're all different, we cannot all do the same diet. So if someone's doing keto diet, for example. Okay, let's rant. Right, and like (laughs) they're doing, they're getting great results, but then there's another person doing that and they're not just getting the same results. Why is that? Well, again, our bodies are different. We're living in different environments and, you know, we respond to things differently. And another thing, like we're talking about misinformation from everything around the internet. I think this is like also Nate's favorite topic. Oh. Yeah, but you know, um, I will tell everyone, just look for those red flags. And one of those red flags is when a diet claims that it, it is a quick fix. So if it tells you like, you're gonna lose 20 pounds in one week, just know that isn't that is not possible. That is, this quick fix is not a long-term solution. So that is one thing. I know Nate is going to go like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to say so. so happy you brought this up. Look at him. <laughs> like Natalie's like, you should see his brain right now. Like he's just <laughs> like, let's go. But no, what Natalie is saying is so true. Like I always tell people, and I, when I bring on clients and I sign on clients, I'm like, listen, like our first month, like don't expect to see us lose weight. And they look at me like, wait, what? And like, wait, are you kidding me? It's like, no, but because remember, we're playing the long game because my goal 
is that if you lose 50 pounds, and this should be everybody's goal, not just my goal and not just Natalie's goals and not just your goal. If you have a weight loss goal, you should reach it and never put it back on again. So I tell people when you go on Instagram and you scroll the gram, you're like, oh, cool. Like I lost 30 pounds on keto in 30 days. Like if you ever see somebody sell you something that's like, it seems it's like, it's too good to be true. It's because it's too good to be true because yeah, cool. Social proof, uh, like social proof is there. But at the end of the day, I, my, my, my rebuttal to them is like, okay, cool. That same person that you just put on Instagram, can I see them in 60 days? Can you send me that social proof? Cause I guarantee I put all those people on Instagram yeah. out of business and they're probably all going to come and like kick down the door of my house and crucify me, but I'll, I'll be there to support, to save you, man. And then he'll give me, then he'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do like Rambo coming into town and be like, all right, Nate, you're coming with me, man. But when we look at the red flags, like Natalie's saying is, are you, it is weight loss too quick? Because I tell my clients, I do not let my clients lose more than two and a half pounds a week. Now I'm okay from the get go as I'm learning you and figuring out your body. I'm okay if you lose more than that, but like, if you're losing more than 2.5 pounds, you're getting more calories and I'm going to be pumping as much food in your system. So you only lose two and a half pounds because the slower that, and this is what is a hard concept for people to grasp is the slower you lose the weight research says the more likely you're to keep it off forever it's so funny though i want to bring this up because i'm gonna make this lateral concept people are gonna do this long game approach with only one other one thing in life and it's their stocks and their investments they're gonna play the long game but then as soon as their body or their body fat or the body weight on the scale can't do it gotta go aggressive but then but then you could like hey homie if you want to go that aggressive drop six grand on this stock will they do it not i doubt it because the return on investment is not as big but then apparently your body is a really good thing to like go crash and burn yeah no you're right and i tell people weight loss isn't linear i i think i think we can look at the stock market and we can look at weight loss as the same darn thing like some days like you're gonna step on the scale like what in the heck happened and you could have done everything right mm-hmm. Like I, I remember when I lost, I gained, I gained COVID 30, not COVID 15. I got, I, you know, I gained 30 pounds of COVID because like I was eating 3,000, 3,500 calories a day and training five days a week, hard prepping for a powerlifting meet. What happens? COVID happens. I'm an idiot. And I decided that I'm just going to get to 200 because I had this quest of getting 200 pounds because I thought it was like the pursuit of happiness. But I was <laughs> like, I want to be 200 pounds and I'll be jacked. Like that literally was, and I'm a dietitian and I know better, but I'm like, yes, like that is going to be amazing. So I was pushing 205. I'm like, oh boy. Like I'm, I'm kind of like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Like I look like a melted gummy bear right now. Um, but it's funny because like for me, when COVID hit, I was just like, I just came back from a trip from Austria last year. And then Patty at 285 pounds can't fucking walk. Yeah. Like I was just <gasps> out of breath more. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can and then came back. My girlfriend's and my, my fiance, she's a nurse and she's like, Pat, you got to take your heart and check. And I'm like, what do you mean a heart? Like I pump iron. I'm a lifter. I lift weights. I'm strong. She's like, yeah, but your heart and your lungs are very important. We saw it. You're a different level over the, the sea level or whatever it is. The altitude level. Mm-hmm. Austria was higher than like Sudbury. I'm like, okay, let's try this thing. And I, and I did the intermittent fasting for a while. Then I tried more intuitive eating. And now I'm like, 
very, very stable. I don't even try it. I'm still, I still lost the amount of weight I, I had. I had lost, which was like that 40 pounds. So now I stay around that 240, 252 mm-hmm. ballpark. And I'm like, I'm happy there because I'm like not huffing and puffing anymore because shit, 285 pounds. And you're like, I think I need a CPAP now. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah. Because this is like, and, and I like about like what you, both of you guys talk about, even though like you have different approach preparation, and, but it still talks about behaviors. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said it now. You're like, regardless of what is going to happen, I'm going to do it at 12, 12, 1 a.m. when I come back. Because I don't want to like drop like 10, 20 bucks, 10, 20 bucks on something at the mm-hmm. whatever store, corner store. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I like that you bring it up because, you know, when we say, oh, gosh, food is like some groceries are so expensive or, you know, we complain about the prices. But at the end of the day, we're actually spending more on those with takeout foods, for example. Oh, 100%. I'm guilty of that all the time. Yeah. And like, I mean, all of us really, for example, like a pizza, you you order a large pizza with not enough toppings. Let's be real. It's like a three topic pizza is like what, $20. Yeah. And yeah. you can make your own fresh pizza at home with, oh gosh, maybe 10 topics, uh, 10 toppings. And it wouldn't cost as much. And it's way more like healthier. You feel much better. Because every time I eat pizza from outside, I just feel awful. Like that greasy goodness is great, like in on in the time, but afterwards, I'm like, oh god, no, <laughs> bad decision. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because here's the deal, right? We have put foods in boxes, right? Yeah. We have a good box and we have a bad box, and it's like, who in their right mind thought that was a good idea? But here's why. Look at look at you look at society. People have adopted this clean eating man- mantra. And it's like, oh my God, like you can't have processed foods. Like processed foods are gonna kill you. Like the Pop Tart is gonna send you into sep- into shock or whatever. It's like last I checked, eating one Pop Tart does not cause you to gain 300 pounds. Because if one Pop Tart made you 300 pounds, I would have been 300 pounds a long time ago. And it's two and so, You you what? It's two pop tarts. They have two in one bag, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, well, hey, everything in moderation, right? But no, but, <laughs> but, like, but that's see. awesome. Like for me, I remember. I remind my like. I remind. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. Like, mom and dad was coming back from work. It was easier to like put something that came from a box inside the oven, so food was ready, and we could go for nighttime activities. Mm-hmm or fun activities yeah. or like whatever we were doing on the go playing sports or what's up what's not but it was very convenient mm-hmm. oh yeah everything right now is about convenience we are right now we're living in a society where everything is fast we need something fast convenient we want fast results we love that and like that's the thing with nutrition and weight loss like when we don't see the results on time we are not patient enough at this <laughs> at this moment of time yeah, because yet again, I think it comes down to the fact of is the media and social in social media, any, any like of those are like, oh my gosh, like, did you see this guy dropped over dead because he ate ax? It's like, well, hold on a second. I'm, I'm sorry, but the one hot dog, the one McDonald's, the ax did not kill you. A, it did not give you cancer. I'm sorry, but this whole thing are like, well, if you have a high intake of meat that it's going to cause cancer, it's like, well, hold on a second. Was it really the, the high intake of meat or was it the fat, 
or, you know, was it the fact that you had the red meat or was it the fact that you overconsumed it and you weren't very active? Like processed foods are fine. Like as long as you're not somebody that's just downing them, like, like, you know, they're going out of style. Like your body looks at a carbohydrate as a carbohydrate. Like it doesn't matter till it matters. And like one one of the biggest things, it's like, we go into these whole things of like, oh, I'm going to cut out X. Oh, I felt so much. I, this, this just drives me bonkers. And Natalie knows exactly where I'm going with this. Oh my gosh. Like I went gluten-free and I felt amazing. And I'm like, well, okay, hold on a second. Hold the phone here. You felt better because you didn't eat like five cookies with cake and cheesecake. and You didn't eat it all at once. Well, you went gluten-free for God knows how long and lost 30, 40 pounds. And then All you did was you quit doing what you're doing before and you introduce gluten back into your diet. Well, I hate to break it to you, but your body likes to maintain homeostasis. It likes to stay at a level head. Well, of course you're going to have diarrhea, bloating, and you're going to feel like you're going to die. Well, because you just told, you just gave your body the giant middle finger. It's like, well, what were you doing? That'd be like, that'd be like me, COVID. And I'm like, you know what? I squatted 405 pounds before COVID. I didn't do it. I went squat free. And I'm like, you know what? Yellow it. I'm just going to have four or five on the bar. I'm just going to yellow this thing, dude. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm going to the hospital. Like, I'm pretty sure I just snapped my spine because like my body wasn't used to it. It's the same concept with nutrition. And I love how we're like bringing different concepts, right? We're applying something and then we're also like, okay, well, I brought the stock market. You're like bring the 405 back squat. It is, and I think that's something that misses, right? We're also like missing this idea of like, I'm going to go gluten-free or whatever it is. Do whatever you want, but understand when you reintroduce those, like shit's going to go bad. Right. And I think like I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and she's like, typical, same idea, man. I, and it's so funny. And I'm not a massage therapist. I'm a massage therapist and a personal trainer. I, I'm the guy where I like to use all my knowledge. And then in school, from like my health and fitness promo program and massage therapy, we had a nutrition class. Hate to break it to you. I can't use that. I cannot prescribe to someone, but I, I have to fucking learn this. Little hate about this. Anyway, we could have had a better course. Anyway, um, <laughs> Because I could, I can't use it. She's like, oh, so uh, I went, I went bonkers on the weekend. So uh, I decided to do a detox on Monday. I'm like, what? Detox? <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? So, so you, you're eating really well. You're on this keto diet. Good for you. I'm not going to tell anything about this, but you're doing great. And then you introduce sweet Pop-Tarts, Oreo cookies, and all this on the weekend. Chips, whatever you wanted. Good. That's fine. That's fine. Like you're living a good life, but now you're going 180 degrees on the other direction too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's pump the brakes over here. Like, we're gonna lose you on Gilligan's Island or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detox. I mean, like, okay, so now we're switching the conversation. No, no, I, I, I'm not switching the conversation to this because I don't know where we're gonna go with this. Or oh, this. yeah. Mm. But I mean, we we do have an episode where we talk about detox and cleanse diet. Okay, I'll put that in the in the. Mm-hmm. Everybody I, should listen to that. Oh I, yeah. Like, this is like the, the reverse and drive the other way. That's like, oh, I should have listened to Ma and don't do this dumb idea. I'm going to go and catch up on the other idea that mom said. Mm-hmm. But 
so so my question is to you guys like why why do we do this like what's the appealing factor to this because like we're talking about behaviors or psychology i guess at, right. at this point that's a good question and i think a lot of it has to do with the sheer fact of what do what have we been taught like the like we've been conditioned in society and for more from clients, like we're an all or nothing society, right? It's either you're all on or you're all off. And the second you fail is this, oh, oh, this didn't work for me. It's like, well, hold on a second. You're so out, we're so outcome driven. Like we, we, we do such a good job at setting outcome goals, right? Like I want to make 10 grand a year. I want to lose 30. Yeah. I got to go to X. You have a watch. I have a watch that tells me how much steps I walk today. Yeah. And so, what the missing component and is one of the reasons why I think, you know, dietitians are so powerful that get this is behavioral goals, like setting behavioral goals for yourself. Like, okay, I want to lose weight. Cool. Everybody wants to lose weight. Like, awesome. So how about you walk 10,000 steps a day? How about you go to the gym? How about I give you a specific caloric intake goal? How about you track your, if tracking your intakes a deal now yet again, there's a million different ways to get to set goal. How about you do that? How about instead of having three cookies, you have two cookies. How about instead of having, you know, like I, like I always work with my clients is like, I could care less what the scale says, because at the end of the day, I can get you there. Any idiot on the internet can get you to your weight loss goal. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't like to talk bad about people, but anybody can, but the good ones can give you a system that will actually work for you. Like, like Pat, maybe Pat, you're like, you know what, Nate, like, Give me what's a food you can't live without. It's a tough question. Steak, I guess. Cool. Okay. If I said, Pat, I'm going to get you to lose 30 pounds, but you can't ever have steak. You will pay. Yeah. You're going to fight. I'm probably going to get fired or, or you're going to work with me for 30, 60 days and you're going to call it a day and you're going to go back to what you were doing before. So it's like, what? We, we didn't do anything. It's, that'd be like a personal trainer being like, oh yeah, like, you know, we're just going to squat today because guess what? Who, who cares that you don't have the prerequisites or you're never going to do X again? Like, wait, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, we may get you to your end goal, but you got hurt in the process and it wasn't smart. And now you can't use this blueprint I gave you forever. Like, what? Like, I always feel like if I'm not giving you something when you're done working with me, that I felt like I should give you back your money. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, because what did I, what did I teach you? Nothing. I didn't teach you anything. Right. Like, I feel like dietitians do the same thing like personal trainers, personal trainers are get paid for like Killian says you're, they're paying you for a skill and accountability. Right. Let's be real. Some people pay for accountability. What, what, what is a dietitian? Oh, you paying me for a system. Well, don't you have to understand how to work the blueprint? Yes. So you're coming to pay, you're paying me to give you the skill that you can use for the rest of your life. Cause I'm going to give you the blueprint, the proven process, because I'm going to customize it to you. That is, that is the missing component of nutrition because we're zero to 60. We're all on or we're all off. It's like, well, what if you just used failure as feedback? Oh, cool. Like you went to the family get together over the weekend, tracking your intake doesn't work. Cool. Let's use something else. You know, I, I that's why I'm a it's huge fan. Of- like, uh, last year, we went to a fishing weekend and I brought my scale. Not to like weigh my food. I just put it out all weekend in front of like the the trailer, the, the in-laws trailer, just to remind myself, hey, 
like we work so hard but this is the reminder the scale is the reminder i hate measuring my food i hate doing all this but it was just like that was the reminder that was the behavioral reminder what about you nat what about you what's your thoughts on like all this thing Mm-hmm. So, I love yeah. Nate. Nate is like gonna really punch people on, man. Nate, you gotta be like YouTube fighting people now. You gotta jump <laughs> dude, you, dude, hook me up, and like anyone wants to come in the ring with me, I'm ready. <laughs> All the time. That's that's yeah. If you listen to our podcast, like the Clans Diet Detox one, Nate just goes off. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a dog at the dog park. Sorry, mom, I'm out. I'll be it, back in an hour. It's funny you say that because I think the reason that Natalie and I pretty much became best friends and work really well together is like, she's my leash. <laughs> like literally like no joke. Like she like, it's like, Hey dude, like you can't say it that way. Like the intention was right, but pull it back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, like, you know what Nate was saying, having those goals and I'm like a big fan of smart goals uh, for those that don't know what those stand for is like smart specific measurable um, attainable relevant time bounds so and smart and smart it is it's very smart you know but when we set those goals we're not gonna go like from as you said zero to 60 it's a very gradual process I can't like for someone for example who's sedentary does not walk outside spends nine hours on a computer all day they can't just decide the next day oh you know tomorrow I'm going on a run and I'm going to walk 20,000 steps oh no that's not going to happen like if you do that you'll probably last two days doing that and then you're going to go back to square one so really what I really tell everyone is just take it slowly yes you won't receive results right away but you will see it and you'll see it in a really sustainable long-term fashion so if you want to set the goal of like walking um just say like two times a week i will walk ten thousand steps for 30 minutes see how specific it is and it's so much easier to set those kind of goals like right now in my office i have like five smart goals and they're all around like my water intake let me tell you yoga and yeah and exercising and developing recipes so those like my smart goals for this summer and it, it works because they're not they're not extremely challenging they're doable so you need to do something that's doable for you don't go out of your way to do the impossible for example because you're gonna go fall back so my advice is just take it slowly take it one at a time and it's okay i mean it's okay if you it doesn't work redo your smart goal like i redo them probably every three weeks like okay this is not working let's shift our gears that is completely fine we're not following a strict diet so that's another thing. Like we're moving out of that diet things and we're building a lifestyle. We'll, we're building a routine that doesn't really feel very restrictive at the same time. That's fun. Cause like I, I use the same approach with like my clients in like the massage therapy world. And it, even in the, the training world, it's like, okay, well the goal now, now the, the, the way I work, it's like a three month commitment with mm-hmm. me. And then I use like, uh, I follow the skill acquisition course from Killian. I don't know if you follow it, Nate. I took it. Oh, yeah. You were in, you were, what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. What are you doing? No. Yeah. Because you said PS level one. And I was like, he didn't say skill acquisition. I was like, what? I should have. <laughs> but yeah. So I use the first one as a skill-based movement. So like all athletes are back to zero. Mm-hmm. Everyone started at the same base. Some are going to be progressing faster than others. But I think, I think there's something to be said with owning up the skill of whatever movement it is. 
mm-hmm. right? So I think, mm-hmm. I think both of you guys are talking about the skill of learning how to eat or learning how to understand your behaviors around food. And I think it's really cool. Like it's the first time we're meeting Natalie, but I think it's really cool that Nate, you're able to apply this process and bring it to your business, not from only the physical standpoint of things, but also from the food thing, right? Yeah, because it's kind of like skill stacking, right? Like um, nutritional nutritional periodization is kind of one of the things I like to use. It's like, okay, cool. Like what's the out, what's the goal? Okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. Awesome. Okay, cool. Like you need to, okay, let's track your intake. Okay, cool. You've done that. Let's go to, you know, like, let's just track it for the sake of tracking it. Just get you in the habit. Okay, cool. So now that you've done that, okay, now let's give you a KCAL goal. Okay, cool. Can you do that? Awesome. Okay, now let me give you a protein goal. Can you do that? And that takes a couple months because it's like, I'm not going to rush you through a process that you're not ready for. Like, why, what's the point? And I think, I think like all those, like, I, I don't know, I'm the outside looking in on this one, but I think like you guys are fighting this all or nothing approach all the time right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, that's the hard thing right like you it's like a kid coming to the ncaa in this first year and be like okay next year you're going you're going you're turning pro right away and you're like no 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 like well let's wait four years let's wait until your senior year mm-hmm. and one of the analogies i like to use too is and this is what i refer back to my clients too personal training or or virtual clients too it's like okay so let me ask you this how many times along the way when you like apply it to your job? It's the same concept. What do you do every single day in your job? Why do X, Y, Z? Are you perfect in it? Well, no. Okay. So if you're going to do, if you're going to go to work and you're going to pop out a computer and you're going to write a code, or you are going to do whatever it is? Like, did, were you really good at it when you started? Well, no. Okay. Well, but you did the same thing over and over again, right? Well, Yes. Can we then, can we agree that success isn't sexy and it's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and then making slight adjustments as you see fit. Okay, cool. You can't do X. Okay. Awesome. Is it because it doesn't fit your lifestyle or is it just, you just don't want to do it or, or are you lacking a skill? Oh, I, I, I'm not, I can't lose weight, but I'm tracking my intake. Okay, cool. You lack the skill of accurately tracking your intake so let's take a couple steps back and be like okay let's figure that out or intuitive eating we can we can use the same concept for intuitive eating well i mean i've been intuitive eating for a couple months and i haven't lost weight i've actually gained weight i was like okay well are you actually in tune with your body well now oh like could we can we agree that you don't know when to stop eating i guess i never thought of it that way okay so how about we how about we take a couple steps back and let's take the weight loss off and let's go back to figuring out your let's learn your hunger cues because intuitive eating it doesn't work unless you understand your hunger cues like I'll be straight up like I I cannot intuitive eat I have to track my intake but I oh, know really? I know myself well enough that I don't have the awareness to intuitively I just don't I don't and it's not and it's could I learn it absolutely but I got other things to worry about. I've got a system that works. I track my intake. I can estimate very, very well. I don't have to pull the scale out all the time. It works. I'm not going to learn a new system just for me. Now I can teach clients how to intuitive eat. It's, I can do that, but I just can't do it myself because sometimes we're the worst critics on ourselves. And that's why having a coach is so powerful, right? Because they know your blind spots. Like, could someone teach me how to intuitive eat? Could I do it? Yeah, but do I want to learn how to? No, because I have a system that works. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
it works for me. Awesome. Now, Natalie probably is maybe more intuitive eating. Who is she more right than me? Well, no, they both work. You got to work the system and you have to understand your blind spots. Now, another like reason you're saying about this blind spots, like, so, so for you, like, what it like what's the like for me my blind spot what would be a, a blind spot if you could define that i guess it like just the just the definition of a blind spot well yeah the blind spot is something that you don't see but like for in the nutritional sense for you guys the your portion sizes portion you just sizes. don't you just don't understand what a cup is like you oh, don't okay. or you don't or you don't understand like what's too much because if you look at mm-hmm. society pushes the bandwagon of more is better, right? We go to the, you guys at the Cheesecake Factory in Canada? No, man. Okay. Dude, I'm so, saliving. Just, you said this name and I'm like saliving right now real hard. Yeah. So, but like, look, this at, is not even fair. Where like, you guys are? Uh, we're from Iowa, actually. Iowa? Dude, it's really close to the board. I mean, fuck, dude. Dude, how far are you from Iowa? Dude, he's, he's going to Google it. Yeah, gonna Google. <laughs> is there a road trip? I think there is. Oh, but, dude, there's uh, a possible road trip on this, man. You said Cheesecake Factory. I man. Man, dude, come down. Don't say that twice. Oh. Dude, you come down. It's on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that twice. I'm in. Uh, but yeah, but the thing of it is, it's like portion sizes are so distorted, right? Mm-hmm. So most people's blind spot is like they don't know what an actual good portion is for them because our plates have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Like you see it every single year. It's like, dude, do we really need a plate that's like this big? That's the size of my 15 inch laptop? No, because you're going to fill it. I don't care if it's a six inch. I don't care if it's a six inch plate or it's an 18 inch plate. I guarantee you that you're going to fill it regardless. What's a, what's a, Natalie, for you, what's your blind spots? By the way, 14 hours. 14 hour drive? Yeah, 14 hour drive. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. It's happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So what's for, a blind spot for you though? Like for you and your own nutrition? That's a good question. I have not really thought hey, about it. Get ready because it's going to come to you, man. <laughs> but like, I haven't really thought about it, but I think it's the, definitely the hunger cues. It's like, when am I hungry? When am I not? Am I just stress eating or just eating just because, or that's, one thing that you know i'm continuously trying to practice so that's again intuitive eating it's not easy especially now like in the, working in the online space i'm like seated a lot and i'm like okay i'm not really burning much energy i'm seated down do i really like am I, i'm not hungry yet this is weird or do i need to eat so just trying to understand my hunger cues now with like the the, the shift in lifestyle really yeah, because like for me, like it's that big thing. Like I, I'm an athlete. I work that eight hour day. Uh, like so, listen. Like now on Thursdays, I work an eight hour shift on massage, and then I am starving. I could eat a pig, but if I if I'm very smart about my, because that's the thing, right? Like I finish a big day of work, and I'm like the thing you said at first about the protein shake, that's what I've been doing now for the last three weeks, Nate. And I love it. It's so easy. I could have a sip every now and then all my day. I have two of them on the go. So it's good, but I need to make sure I'm not taking the route that takes that passes in front of any fast food. Cause if I see one, I'm like, Oh, sorry, homie. Mm-hmm. Spending money on a takeout. Food. But so think it, but think, but here's the deal, right? We go back to the whole protein analogy. Think of the power of the protein shake, though. Like, like seriously, like, or, or it doesn't have to be a protein shake. 
the power of a quick, easy to go food that is very nutritionally dense, like with protein, right? Because protein keeps us fuller longer, right? You don't go to McDonald's. You don't go to whatever you guys have, right? And I'm not saying fast food's bad I, because I think you can have it in moderation. Like it's, last I checked, one Big Mac didn't kill anybody. Last I checked. And um, then it's very good. Like also like that's the one thing I want to talk about because and dive a bit down deeper about because there's a and W. I don't know if you guys have that. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good, right? And then they have this option about lettuce wrap it, your yeah. food. Oh, like lettuce wrap. I got it. Yeah. So like sometimes like unfortunately, like I have to go through at A and W once in a while to go to work. And I'm like, but if I need to stop, I'm going to lettuce wrap my food, the burger I'm going to take, just because I'm not going to feel as bad because I have lettuce in my food. But I think it's a great strategy. Yeah. And so I love what you said there, because here's where a lot of people fall off, right? Oh, went to A&W. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not getting the lettuce wrap. You know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the, the root beer float. I'm going to get the, oh, shoot, the hamburger. Heck, screw it. I'm not going to get a single. I'm going to get a double because you know what? YOLO, you only live once. It's like, well, hold on a second what what was wrong which is having the lettuce wrap like what was wrong with that like i don't like i don't understand like and and that's the psychology of people is they're like oh well i've i've blown my diet or nutrition protocol so i'm just gonna go crazy it's like that's what kills so many people because cheat the cheat diet right like it's like dude like a here's here's my biggest my biggest complaint with it would you cheat yes. on your spouse or your girlfriend? No. So why in the why on God's green earth do you think it's okay to cheat with your nutrition? Right? Why? Like you want to know? You want to know? You paid a <laughs> what you say? What did, what did she say? You're cheating on yourself, basically. Exactly. Yeah, you are cheating on yourself. You want to know the byproduct of cheating on yourself? It's not that your relationship with someone else ends. It's the fact you gain weight. Like that's the penalty that you pay because mm-hmm. you cheated. Right? It's 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 the same thing. Like I just, it's the same thing of understanding foundations, right? I think it's really very important, right? Like, that, and I love, I, I just love this conversation because it's all about behaviors and understanding that hey, like, those are very important cues that we gotta understand. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, like for me, I couldn't care less. Natalie, and I'm sorry. Like if food is prepared, good. If food is looks colorful, I don't care. Like fuel. Because I got a two training sessions in a day or what, so it's not happening. Like, I just need the fuel. Right. But if the fuel is not there, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to do this. So I think there's something to be said about behaviors and understanding, like, things that needs to be ready. Not only ready, but also strategies in place. Or Nate said it really well, the nutrition protocol. Mm -hmm. Because this fitness industry apparently has protocols for everything now. Warm-up protocol training protocols, whatever it is, and we're respecting those. But when it comes to nutrition, hey, it's okay. You're Just 100%. Correct. You're 100% correct. And the funny thing you say about that is that, oh, so you're telling me that like I actually have to spend more than five minutes thinking about my nutrition? It's like, well, yeah, like what? Like you, it, I think people think that nutrition has to be effortless. It's like not at the get-go. Um. It's the hardest thing ever. What, it, I don't it, know for... It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, okay, cool. Like, you want to learn algebra, but, or sorry, you want to learn calculus, but you don't know how to do it. Isn't it going to take a little bit of work to get there? Well, yes. So can we agree that you need to put 
they have it in place and understand what to do because I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Like nutrition, Natalie and I, like I've devoted my life to this and it's like, okay. So like we have to have like four years of schooling now, a master's degree, now an internship and gosh knows what else our academy is going to do, but we have to have all this foundational knowledge so I can teach you, but I can, I can tell you that like when I figured this out on my own, it was like, it, it took work it, and it still takes a little bit of work to this day. I still have to be somewhat like, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh, cool. I have to get up at five 30 in the morning. Okay, cool. I should probably have a protein shake because I'm not going to eat until here. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to have to do this, but I'm being, I'm able to auto-regulate it now because I understand the concept. It, I mean, if you don't know the concepts, then you can't auto-regulate it. Like it, it won't consume a lot of your life once you know how to do it. Right. And so I think that's what people forget is they don't want to put the work in because we're in this gimme culture of like, oh yeah, like I want it now. It's like, well, no, nutrition doesn't work that way. It's just like the gym, right? Like I've been training for 10 years. It's taken me 10, almost 10 years to get somewhat jacked and I'm still not there. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be real, but it's doing the same thing over and over again and making the modifications. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like with massage therapy too. Like you didn't just straight up walk in massage therapy like, you know what? Here's your 10 grand. Awesome. Sweet. Next tomorrow, I pass the exam. I'm gonna start working. No, you did it. You learned from failure. Failure's feedback. Oh, dude, I think man, the amount of time I fail too. The amount of yeah. time I fail, I'm gonna keep failing. I like it. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I think nutrition, or I'm gonna compare any gadget, and I want to hear your thoughts about that, Natalie. Because okay. Nate and I, I think we're seeing a lot of gadgets surfacing the fitness industry lately, like those Terra guns, those scraping tools, those. All those. And I think my correlation to those pretty decent modalities will be either takeouts, takeout food. Would it be a correct? Uh, like you're comparing medical devices like gadgets to fast foods. Yeah. So people like for, for me, for me, like people's going to buy a Terragun. They're going to spend 400 bucks on a Terragun and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to have this Terragun. I'm going to on the bicycle. doesn't have it. <laughs> And then, okay, cool. I am fine now. I'm like, oh, honey, there's more to it than just like yeah. passing a gun or like this powered up. Those are great tools. But exactly. I think there's need to be someone in place to like tailor the programming towards those tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no fast, as we already talked about, there's no fast solutions and it, it will take time. But Terragun is super convenient. And for us, nutrition we want to look for again convenience what is convenient for us and it, it, it differs for everyone definitely uh nate what are your thoughts like you have a tarragon <laughs> i do i actually have a hybrid yeah. and i have one because i got it free when i was on my internship i signed up for gym membership and long story short like hey you want to go get a hyper you want to you want a hyper bowl i'm like okay cool beads like i it, it works but not like people think it does like it's mm -hmm. nice to pop up when I'm sitting for a while and just like put the thing in my glutes and then go over yeah it feels good but it's a it, it works kind of mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's not the end all be all like I still have to do other things like it, it it works but it doesn't I think with nutrition unfortunately I don't think there's really any quick fixes and I think I think you can kind of compare it to fast food except fast food I think like I think with a Theragun and you can correct me if I'm wrong here it does have temporary relief. Like you do get like that yeah. short, like satisfaction of this feels good, but then it, it quickly comes back. Right. 
so unless you're doing something actively with it, but I think with nutrition, I just don't, I don't think there's really any quick fixes out there. Like I, people look at like the diet pills. It's like, dude, do not put those in your system because God <laughs> knows what is in there. And you are going to take your body through an interesting roller coaster. And I don't know about you, but last I checked, like a, like a, the, the thermic, not the thermic effect, but the, the fat burners or whatever that, yeah, yeah. Here's what they do. They raise your internal temperature of your body. They're playing with the body's thermostat. Like, do you think that's a good idea? Like, last they checked, if you play the thermostat at your job, you get fired. So why do you think it's a good idea for you to override your body's thermostat? Like, if you're running a fever, it's because your body is something's wrong. So why would you put something in your system that artificially inflates your temperature just to lose some weight that's, burn more that's gonna come back and that's essentially what it, like uh, the theragun same concept cool yeah you might lose five it's like cold sculpting right we can get the fat to go away right cool fat goes away like cool you can melt away or freeze off like two or three pounds but you pay three thousand dollars like i can guarantee i mean it's something stupid so you're telling me that you're willing to drop three, three g's grand. it's three g's let's it's it's stupid. Oh my gosh, yeah, very expensive. What blows my mind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself over here for a minute, but what blows my mind is that people are willing to spend three thousand dollars, but when I ask somebody to make a five hundred dollar a month investment or a twenty six hundred dollar investment for six months, and I give you the blueprint, you balk at me. But. I- I'm going to get you to lose more. It's such a short-sighted thing. And it's, I think it comes down to society and we want it now. We want it now and easy. Yeah. Easy. So cool sculpting, you're sitting, you're just sitting down, having machine do it for you. You're not doing it yourself. So yeah. I don't want to do the work anymore because everything apparently now is handed to people. And I don't, I don't mean to, you know, don't mean to offend people, but like, it is what it is. Like, if you don't want to do the work, then you're not going to get the results that you want. Like one of my biggest quote I live by, it's like, do the work, be the prize. There we go. There we go. And like this, like there's so many people that are going to go on a run and talk about whatever they want to do on their run and influence people to get their shit going. Yeah. They get like the work happens behind closed doors. Exactly. I think, If people, if there would be a camera following someone 24 seven, I think there would be a lot more accountability, accountability on people's part. Yep. There's more pressure. A lot of the pressure is there. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, I think at the end of the day, well, do the work, be the prizes, what needs to be done and people need to be real. Well, there's another tip. Have someone to hold you accountable. That's like oh, one yeah, of the yeah. best, like the best tips that we can give like nutrition and fitness wise, have an accountability partner. Cause that also really helps boost your motivation to get, you know, your lifestyle, you know, shifted to, into something more healthier in a way. Nathan, be ready. I'm going to tag you in every type Natalie and Nathan. I'm going to tag yeah. you in every good food I make now. It's funny. It's funny. Cause like, um, like, so I have two of my friends in Ottawa. Well, and my coaches are in Ottawa. So we, if I post something, I'm going to tag them on Instagram on the story. Now, a couple of my friends are RMTs, and then we're all – I started walking with some of the athletes I was coaching during the season. We're like, hey, like, you're staying at home, you're a student. Like, some of 
due to the COVID pandemic, like sports got canceled. I'm like, okay, hey, well, still try to create good behaviors. Let's go for a walk every day. So tag me on social media. I'm going to tag you when I'm going to go on my walk. Mm-hmm. And now it pr- protracted to a lot of people. A lot of other RMTs were in the same issues and they were like, oh, fuck, I got to go on my walk. I got to go on my walk. I got to go tag. Because we're now tagging each other about like, hey, have you done your walk? And I think having those accountability partners helps a lot. Oh, I 100% agree. And I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, one of the things, and that's kind of what I build my coaching program around too, is like I have, I'm sorry that I keep putting my coaching program, but it's the only way that I can make sense of what I'm trying to say. Dude, and I hope some people's going to DM you after this episode. Dude, I sure hope so. Like I'd love, like, I'll just, I'd love to work with anybody and everybody that wants to work with hey, me. Amen. We'll get on another Zoom call because I'm interested. Oh, perfect. Let's do it, dude. Um, but so like the thing of it is, is here's what, like, I have my clients check in with me once a week. We do a 30 minute check-in. Sometimes it's not 30 minutes, but we check in once a week and they have to fill out a check-in form. And I base my calls around what they need. And so from an accountability standpoint, like Natalie, like Natalie, I would say in our kind of accountability partners, like I wrote her training program. So she knows three days a week, she's got to do them. And I've even checked up on her. She's like, Hey, how's the training program going? And like, yeah, about that. And, but (laughs) (laughs) whoops. (laughs) <laughs> but but I, I remember doing that. I remember doing that from the get go with her when she, when I gave her a training program, I wrote for her, I checked up on you. I don't remember how often, but I was like, Hey, how's your workouts going? Like I was just a simple text message. I even know what my clients do. Like I got I do my, I do their training and their nutrition or one or just one. It's whatever the client wants. But like I had one client who never missed a workout for like, I worked, started working with her last July and I still work with her now. She missed one workout and it was the other day because she got the COVID shot. And it's like, that doesn't count. But she made, she hit every single one of her workouts because I told her to text me when she got, and I was like, I don't care if you finish the workout at one o'clock in the morning. Like I'm, I'm in bed. Like I don't have my notifications turned on where I can hear you, but it was the accountability is so huge. I have a personal training client He's trained with me for three and a half years. I know the only reason other than like, I'm just awesome at what I do. Uh, but I know that one of the biggest reasons he trains with me is because he needs that guy to say, Hey, at five 30 in the morning, we're training Mondays and, and Thursdays, but he knows, but he, he knows that his blind spot is that he won't come to the gym unless he's got someone waiting for him. There's so many good things, man. We'll have to do another one. Cause I could go all night. I because, could go all night. Cause this yeah. is so important, man. Like, and we'll have to do a part two soon because I'm super excited. It's good. Yeah, it, it feels good. We'll need to do a part two about this because I'm super excited to see where you guys are going to take your career further on because I think it's awesome. Nate, man, you dropped so many bombs here, man. I want to find someone to get in the ring with you, man. Dude, like, yeah. Hey, like, I, I'll be honest with you. I always tell you, like, I've devoted my life to nutrition and fitness. Now, I have more knowledge from in the nutrition realm, but the fitness realm, I always feel like you want to throw your ring in someone's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing acts? But that's, you know, but yet again, I think if we look at like coaching too, like I'm going to put that, look at prescript, like, look at like a, we never would have connected or B like, look at the level of knowledge we've got from prescript. Like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's out cool. There. It's super cool. Cause like this labs, like, and it's funny, not, you got to hear this. I'm going to tell this, I'm going to go on record here. If people <laughs> If people from the labs are listening to this conversation, be better, dude. Nate is always the person asking the first question on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> really? Yeah. I am not surprised. <laughs> and then, like, and it's funny. It's funny because, like, the other day I asked a question first, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Nate. Uh, I'm taking your spot over here. <laughs> and, like, 
I joined, I joined the, my first course was Prescript was in January with like the skill acquisition. And I was just like, sorry, Nate, I'm taking your spot here. Like for, for since January, Nate had the first question. And I think two weeks ago I took his first spot and I'm like, oops, I don't know what's going to go. <laughs> I was waiting for a DM or Nina. I'm going to DM you me. next time. Like what the blank were you doing? Oh, <laughs> um, but Natalie, you're awesome too. Like this is super cool. I, I think it's cool too because you're understanding the other side of the field, mm-hmm. which is the policy. It's super, super important understanding this component and you and Nathan working together and coexisting in the same environment. I think you're delivering amazing information. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of one of the biggest reasons that we decided to create a podcast. You know, and our format's a little bit different than this is we stripped it down to 15 minutes is all we get. And because we wanted to take the excuse away from like, I don't have time to listen to a, an hour long podcast. You know, it's like, because some people, most people don't, it's like, okay, cool. Why don't we just put a topic in 15 minutes and you get 15 minutes and when it's over, it's over um, is kind of what we do. But yet again, I think our mission and my mission is why I created my own business and why I call it fitness and nutrition simplified is because I'm just trying to simplify the game. Like we've got so complicated it's like, well, go do X, go do Y. Like with nutrition, it's like nutrition doesn't have to be this arbitrary, like super hard. Yeah, there's a lot of hard concepts. And like, yet again, I feel like at the end of the day, like let a coach do that for you. Like let us take the hard information. Let us be your filter, right? That's one of the things like when we look at Prescript is what I love about Prescript is like, well, let's let Prescript be the filter for strength training. Like let's let them tell us like, okay, well, let's quickly think through it. Like, why doesn't that make sense? Why does dancing around with these bands of functional pattern thing? I asked a question about, and the internet's going to flame us for this. And why are we doing this and that? Like, what the heck is that? Like, but being able to have someone to filter through, like that doesn't work for this. And here's why that's what I do. That's what we do as dietitians. Like, we're like, okay, well, I don't, we'll never tell somebody that you should never do something. I'm going to be like, well, but there, maybe there's a better way. What if you tried it this way instead of this way? Because you've always done it this way and obviously it's not working. So let's do something different. And so that's what we do as dietitians is being, well, fil- I think we're just a filter for, for nutrition. I think people are, I think the problem is that we have too many people on the internet that, yeah. are, giving, that are giving nutrition advice that have no means giving nutrition advice. And they call themselves a nutritionist. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you're really not a nutritionist. Like, okay, unless you got a PhD or, or an RD credential, or you have like, you've put, you've got the battle scars and you've proven yourself. Like, I don't care what you have to say. I'm going to listen to what you have to say because I think we can learn from everybody, but I'm still going to take your stuff from a grain of salt. It's, it's like, I love it in prescript. It's like the guy that has the pencil neck with the clipboard that says, dude, quit doing quit squatting heavy weight. It's like, dude, I'm not gonna listen to you. Like, dude, you probably never, you probably never touched a bar in your life, but you're like, oh, well, you see, you're like the degree of your, it's like, dude, shut up. Like go lift some weights before we can have a conversation. It, it, it's funny, right? Cause I think everything has valuable information. And on the weekend, 100%. I think on, uh, on the weekend, I followed a, I sit, I, no, I didn't follow. I sit in with one of my friends who did the FRC functional range conditioning. Don't know if you heard about it. I have not. Mm-hmm. It's basically doing circle around a joint to make sure the joint works well. Really good concept. But at one point, they're talking about loading a tissue, loading a tissue, loading a tissue. And I'm like, okay, so why are we doing circles around a shoulder and we're talking about load without actually putting 
something in our hand or something on our back. And I think it's very, very important, right? Like everyone provides good information. Wait, everyone's providing information that are good is good or bad. It's different thing. I think everyone comes from a place of genuine and want to be fun and want to be interactive. But I think at one point in time, we need to be like doing the reps. The people need to be doing reps. Oh, and I'm, I'm a huge component of like, you got to practice what you preach. Like if you're telling somebody, Hey, you need to track your macros. Hey, you need to weigh yourself once a week. Hey, you need to, then you, you better damn well be doing it because if yeah. you're not doing it, then like, okay, should I really be working with you? Like you're not in the trenches with me. Like, so you don't know what I'm going for. That's why I'm, I was actually happy. I gained 30 pounds. Cause now I can tell people like, yeah, I was, I was right there with you. I get it. I understand what it's like to be 30 pounds overweight. I get it. I understand like how to go through that process but I would never would have completely understood the process from their lens, from the client's lens, if I never would have done that. Yeah, so it has its merits, but yeah, I think coming down to information, I think people need to be able to critically think through the information and be like, is it, when it comes to nutrition, very simple. Is it too good to be true? Too good to be true. What about you, Nat? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Natalie. No, I like exactly as Nate said, like, you know, when you, practice what you preach you'll gain that trust and when you can relate to others you will get better results with your clients basically right and you know that's one of the things I'm learning as a dietitian and currently like you know going into the health management field you know I'm I aspire to be a transformational healthcare leader where I want to change our our system right now because it's not perfect nothing is perfect you know as a dietitian I like to challenge the process. I like to challenge what we have right now to make it better. That's yes. literally, we're here to create this change. So yeah, my, in terms of like nutrition, my philosophy, you know, it changes. The more you learn, the more it changes. But currently right now, like everything, as I said, in moderation, but also understand your body, understand yourselves. Don't, don't go comparing yourself to other people. We don't, we're not the same. We don't have the same bodies understand your body and your hunger cures like what I'm doing right now and you'll get the results eventually so yeah just really focus on yourselves before you focus and look at others basically so happy so any good quotes for uh, what what you're gonna guys eat after this some cheesecake factory or something (laughs) I don't I don't actually don't even know what I'm gonna eat I'm probably just gonna go upstairs and see what there is and be like okay and this and this okay so this actually this is really cool teaching point like I know I've got 800 calories left for the day and I need 30. Oh, okay. This yes. is perfect. This is a perfect way to end it. Take yeah, it so home, man. So here's the teaching point for everybody. And so we can have an action on reply. It's like, I have 800 calories left and I need about 35 grams of protein. And I don't count my carbs and fats because that really is irrelevant to, um, to the equation in the big picture. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up there. I'm like, okay, I got 800 calories and 35 grams of protein. What is going to give me that? And that's what I eat. And yet again, I've got a, that's my, that's my sandbox I'm playing. And I'm playing in the parameters of, I just painted the picture of 835 grams of protein. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to look, oh, I need to get one more um, intake of vegetables. So I'm going to figure out a veggie and, and then I'll probably pick a fruit and that's it. Like, that's all that's, but, but here's the deal that took me so long. Like how long did I just, did it take to tell you that? Like, I don't know. Dude, that was like, that was like a, what's his name? in like hangover when he's like playing cards and then he's like 
Oh. Oh yeah, and he's got all the like what you call it's on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was that was that moment for everyone else. We're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, if anybody was listening to this, they're like, wait, he's got 800 calories off and 35 grams of protein. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't had the skill yet. And that's honestly, I'll be, I'm going to, again, I'll start put myself over again, but that's what I teach my clients. Like, okay, you track calories. And eventually I teach them to have that go away. Like when they get it into my future proof stage, I take tracking away. I take the nice. scale away, but you can't, you have to be able to use those first before I can take them away. But like, that's what I, all my clients, I aspire them to get. Oh, okay, cool. Like I know I've got X left and then I'm going to go ahead and this is what I'm going to play in the parameters of my box. And yet again, you just saw that took 45 seconds. So my, my less total, than that. Less yeah, than less that. than that. Like my total <laughs> day of thinking about food, like of how I'm going to plan it takes no time at all. But at the end of the day, I look at it from this perspective. Like if we're going to enjoy food, like we're going to, we're always thinking about food. So why don't we think about a system that works for us that we can use forever? Cause if we're always thinking about it, well, why don't we just switch the thought process over to how can I, how can I nourish my body and I kind of give it what it needs to meet the goals that I want? Cause it's like a training program. Well, we'll look at it as a train. And this is why I think dietitians, sorry, Natalie, this is why I think dietitians that are personal trainers or some sort of exercise that writes exercise programs are the best dietitians. Why? Because they understand progressive overload. They understand how to write a training program. Well, what do you do with nutrition? The same darn thing. Just- I, I, yeah. Or like being a dog owner. Yeah. Because, like, you got to put that leash super tight to start. That's what I've been thinking about, like, the last 45 seconds, like, the last two minutes of you talking and, like, figuring those math numbers. It's just, like, okay, creating so many constraints. You're, like, by my side and you're not moving. And I'm going to give you a bit more. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, you cheated? I'm going to take it away. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you a bit more. Okay, cool. I'm going to give you a bit more now. Like, you deserve more you have more freedom quote-unquote freedom over here as you progress with this journey of like learning how to handle your nutrition yeah because you've earned because it's just kind of like when we look at weight when we look at weightlifting if somebody wants to squat 500 pounds did you earn the right to squat 500 pounds well no so why are you squatting 500 pounds okay we we go back to nutrition did you earn the right to not like if tracking the intake is the modality to give you to get you to your destination and but you don't know how to do it intuitively did you earn the right do we earn the right for you to take it away well no if i ask somebody okay what does 800 calories look like and what does 35 grams of protein look like if you can't just say something off the top of your head well did you earn the right to have that taken away well, so why why take it away then and the whole people are like well it takes so long to track your intake no it doesn't i spend five minutes a day tracking my intake it's because at the get-go same concept right you have to skill stack things right yeah. you have to skill stack things like right now like i i went to the gym today and and back squatted right i got my warm-up i know exactly what i got to do it ran boom i'm done but before I had to learn, okay, well, like, okay, if my hips hurt, I got to do this. No, it's like, I know that if I do X, I hit what I, if I, one plus one equals two, if I do this warm up, I get this result. Right. But I had to make every single mistake in the book and do dumb stuff before I figured that out. Right. Yeah. Same thing with nutrition. You have to figure out a system that works for you and that still gets you the results that you want. And that's why that's the biggest gap in nutrition is 
people aren't willing to either hire the help or just take the time to learn it because we want things now. Yep. I'm going to wrap it up with this quote that I Let's wasted. do it. Yes. So I've got two quotes. The first one is from a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People from Stephen Covey, and which is begin with the end in mind. So as you begin something from nutrition, fitness, or anything, think of the end in mind. Think of that end goal and get there. And secondly, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food by Hippocrates. Because again, we're shifting to a natural, you know, functional nutrition standpoint that, you know, food and nutrition is very powerful. And if you follow that, then you don't have to worry about those pills, right? hundred percent. And I think, I think another quote is we can all end up too, is fall in love with the process. If you fall in love with the process, the rest takes care of itself. Like that is the missing link with nutrition. And if you look at all these quotes, it's like fall in love with the process. Don't rush to the end goal, right? Like look at, look at squatting 500 pounds. Like, you know, how great. It's going to feel when I finally hit that or anybody hits those goals, it's going to feel amazing, but you fell in love with the process to get there. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Those if are you're not really doing that with your, sorry, if you're not doing that with your nutrition, then what are we doing? Yeah. Oh no, I a hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. I love how those three quotes tied in this wonderful conversation. So now Pat's got to end it with a quote. I gave a quote. Natalie gave a quote. Pat, you got to do one. Putting me on the spot for you. Um, uh, do the work, be the prize. Like I think. There we go. Yeah. There we go.